2: Warm up the grill. We do things around here my way. You understand that? Grab a beverage and paint your face. Makes me wonder if you know the difference between a sneeze and a wet fart. You're going to be sticking string all your life, boy. We hit! We this is Danny and Dusty on Super Week.
3: Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Let's get
2: it! Let's get it. Danny and Dusty on 1080.
1: I don't want your life.
2: The
0: Fan. Good afternoon. Oh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> There's Danny Meringue. It helps when you push the button. Yeah, to turn on the microphone. My microphone's on, yeah. Okay. What are you, new? Uh, that's <laughs> Jeff Ross kind right of? there. Hey, Wee. how's everybody doing today? Doing good. All right. Uh, when we last left you, uh, you were going to be finding out uh, if they're going to cut you open. Oh, they're going to cut me open. A win.
2: <laughs> uh, I will know by Friday. They are trying to expedite it, so there is a strong likelihood that it's going to happen in the next two weeks. So.
0: Uh, ooh, hip surgery. Yes, yes,
2: yes. The MRI. Um, they. Weirdly enough, they said. Do you ever get copies like sent to you directly, not like handed to you at the doctor's office or anything like that? Like I've had multiples. Like, and this what is, do you
3: mean?
0: Well, like, I don't they were. Know.
2: They were emailed to me.
0: Your MRI, MRI yeah, results. I could pull
2: them up on my phone right now.
0: I I I, t- I believe you. It's
2: I, super weird. Um but it was funny I've read so many of them alongside doctors for the last 10 years. Yeah. I knew going into the appointment just how bad things were, I thought. And then like not so fast. <laughs> and it turns out it's way worse. So All right. Yeah, the 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 surgery they're they're thinking is going to be upwards of 4 hours.
0: Okay. Well, um I just would you and uh like my stepmother, she mm. just had her hip replaced. Woo-hoo. So um that's something you guys have in common.
2: Well, we'll be replaced. It'll be, it's full rebuild.
0: Okay. The replacement's actually well, the easier surgery. Big surgeries. Is, is,
2: isn't that doesn't that seem kind of insane that a hip replacement is is a simpler process?
0: Well, why don't they do that?
2: Because do that. I'm too young.
0: Mm.
2: It's it's not gonna last
0: The the, they, the shelf life
2: on them is like 15 years, 18 years. Hmm. I and mean, it's it's bold of them to assume that I'm gonna live that much longer, that considering my
0: very track good.
2: record. But, uh, yeah, no, the uh, it's just not a good idea at my age to do, set, do right. that.
0: So you're gonna be getting cut up. So that's a good. That's actually good news. Yeah, no,
2: it, it actually is good news because it gets repaired. Because my I had the same one, uh, same process done uh, on my right hip uh, almost a year ago today. What are we? Yeah, five days away. Um, no, a week. Yeah, All exactly right. a week, February fifteenth. So, um, and then I'll be out of here for at least two weeks. Okay, but I'll do I'll do a very sedated check-in. That I think we'll have that'll have to be a segment at
0: least. Ooh, Danny on drugs. Yes. Okay. All uh, right. Well, I'm glad this is all good news. No, Thumbs it, it, up for you.
2: It's, it's for anybody listening. Like, oh, that sucks. No, no, it does not it's suck. Good news. It's good news. My my good hip good is news. a complete disaster, and I hate everything about it.
0: All right, yeah, like that's the only thing that's a complete disaster with you.
2: True, but the, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to reduce. <laughs> these, I was a layup. The, yeah, I had no. it. No, the no the layup you kidding line me? was There, you're not wrong. I put it up. Yeah, you kidding? And... Me? That was Dwayne Wade to LeBron James. <laughs> like that was that was easy. From the hips down, man. It's a uh, it's a disaster.
0: Yeah, that's a drop. Yeah, it's a drop on our show. <laughs> Ooh, big news! We are going to have drop, uh, drop board coming in being installed in this studio. Dun, dun, so dun. Uh, it won't be just Jeff Rust anymore with the drops. Uh, we're, we're, this is going to be a big undertaking. Is figuring out the drop board. Yeah. Yes. Not quite sure how that's going to work, but <laughs> dynamite dropping.
1: Yeah, broadcasting <laughs> school has really paid off.
0: <laughs> y- yes. 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 <laughs> All right. See. Okay, uh there is something that we do need to talk about though. It does involve you Jeff Rust. Um Yeah. You and I were I was following you home mm-hmm. from work. Uh not to your home, but Oh, what, yesterday? Way. Yeah, yesterday.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think I probably know where you're going. One
0: here. number one, Jeff Rust is by driving a big old truck right now. Yeah. Which there are people and th- this is the epitome of you do not judge a book by its cover. Because Jeff Rust with handlebar mustache, big old truck driving down the road, is not what you get when you unwrap (laughs) that. (laughs) When you unwrap that candy, yeah, that's my Uh, dad's truck. The packaging is far different, (laughs) yes, than than what is inside of that truck. (laughs) Uh, But you really fit into that rig with the handlebar mustache. It It helps a little bit. It looks great. Yes. Number two. It is February 8th, 2023. <laughs> there is a dead ass Christmas tree in the back of that truck. Yes,
1: there is. I mean, it is brown. Yeah, it's brown.
0: And I had, I noticed that something was in the bed of the truck Yeah. when you have it parked in the parking lot mm-hmm. here. It wasn't until I was driving behind you going, that's a Christmas tree. It is. It sat in our driveway in front of the
1: garage for, we actually got it out pretty quickly out of the house. I think it was just a shade after New Year's and sat like that, on the driveway. Quickly? Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. I figured you could, New Year's is a good is a good benchmark, I think, for yeah. taking down the tree.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think that is too. Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: And so, yeah, it sat in the driveway right in front of the garage door for probably three weeks or so. Okay. My wife is like, can we move that, please? And so yeah. So okay. the
0: the answer was to the back of the truck. Yes,
1: because eventually the with the 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 goal being to go take it up to my dad's property and throw it on his burn pile.
0: Okay. And I just haven't made it up there yet. When do we think that this is going to happen? Like, uh, well, are we get President's Day? Is that a good goal? Yeah, I might be, it might be able to pull it off this weekend.
1: See, I just I don't want to go like in my work shoes. These are like my nice. My my nicer kicks, and so I don't want to get them all dirty trudging it up through the through the mud and stuff to the burn pile.
0: Mm.
1: So I'll get, you know, I'll go home, put on the
0: work boots, and then go take it up. The multi-step process. Yes. Okay. I I think that this is this is an aggressive <laughs> an aggressive time to still have your Christmas tree. Oh, you yeah. think that's bad? Am I wrong here?
2: No, you're not wrong. But there was a time when I was a kid that there was one underneath the deck at my parents' house. Till August. What?
0: Why? August. What's, get rid of the damn tree. Is it What's really e- that hard? What's even
2: better was the kid who came over to, that my parents paid to mow the lawn uh, spilled gasoline on it. On a Christmas tree.
0: Okay. That had been
2: sitting there for, what, nine months at this point in time? I can't think of anything more combustible on this planet <laughs> than that. But why was it just there? Um, the Boy Scouts were going to take it. And then they didn't, and then it just it it stayed there,
0: because we just take a take the saw out, and we just cut it into small pieces. It goes into yard debris.
2: Yeah, that's that, that's a lot of effort. We we didn't have we didn't have the yard debris buckets then.
0: Obviously, it's a lot of effort, <laughs> Rust. Compared to the, it's actually not that much effort. It, it really is not. It's it's like three cuts, and it's in. It, you could fit it right into that. We got, yard debris.
1: Yeah, we got
2: the big old yard debris container. Yeah, we did not have the buckets at this point in time. The yard debris buckets were not a thing. This is 30-ish years ago. Man! Yeah. They, it was... Wow. Getting rid of them back then was the Boy Scouts. But for whatever reason, they didn't come get it. They were. They said they were going to and whatever day and then... Did you oh, have a little man.
1: envelope with the check or the cash in it oh, yeah. attached? No, yeah. they, they just never showed up that day. Huh. Mm. Yeah. And we weren't the only ones in the neighborhood. That, yeah. that a couple other people said the same thing. And by... The, and this is not the most egregious example of us not getting rid of our tree. There's been times where we have it over on the side of the house, behind the behind the gate, till like, you know, July, august there ish, you go. whatever.
0: Really? Yeah. That yeah. never bothers you? Yeah.
1: I, you, I can see you right... Side, out of sight, out of mind? Right, yeah. Because yeah. we don't yeah. use our backyard a ton. It's not really terribly usable. Yeah. It's see, kind of sloped and overgrown. And... We did.
2: It was like under the deck. So it's like an old split-level house, yeah. Yeah. like... Like you said, out of sight, out of mind. It was the only thing that was ever there was a lawnmower, and that, like to keep the you know yeah. kids happy. My my parents used to pay them for you know odd jobs in the summer, and that was those are the only people that ever went under the deck.
0: I am. I feel anxious just the. the by you, you saying? You're, July I can see you crawling August. in your chair. Yeah, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I may no get this out. I'm gonna get those lights off the house. There are still people in my neighborhood. That oh yeah, have no. their Christmas lights yeah. on. I've got the
1: lights down. I just still need to go up and 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 take off some of the clips. Yeah, those no, are still that's kind of fine. strewn across the gutters. But that's no, I, I like the clip. I like the people who have the clips up year round.
2: Even Smart even man. if
0: you have lights on your house, I don't care. It is February eighth. What are we doing with Christmas lights on at night?
2: Oh, they're turning them on. Yes. Oh, that's insane.
0: They are on. Yeah. No, that's insane. At night. Yeah. We need to we need to normalize seasons again. I mean, we can't just have this. This is not. Are they calling them Valentine's nilly. lights? You can't. We can't have that. No. We can't have that. This is a. This is ridiculous. they What if somebody just put up nothing?
2: What if somebody put up like nothing but red and white lights
0: for Valentine's Day? I mean, way to go, Hallmark. You broke us. That's <laughs> that's my answer to that. <laughs> Way to go, you! I did see that same person putting up
2: green and white lights for St. Patrick's Day.
0: I did see a study that uh, Oregon is the least romantic state in the union. That's racks. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, like, what are they using for their for their benchmarks here? In what regards?
0: All right, I will uh, hopefully read until the paywall gets me.
1: and to this text, no, I do not still have Thanksgiving leftovers in my fridge. We clean out the fridge pretty regularly.
0: I don't believe it, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, ooh, it's from bookies.com, which is a, a site that I would tend to probably believe. Bookies.com, who doesn't? <laughs> um, that has probably changed hands since legalized gambling, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, okay, how about? Oregon is the least romantic state in America. Portland is the fifth best city for Valentine's Day. Okay, okay, okay. How does that? How does that make any sense? Well, that, I feel like
1: I feel like that should drag up Oregon from the bottom.
0: No, that means uh, our our rural folk, which is a plenty, mm-hmm. they're not having it. No. I and I stand with those. Actually, I was not. I was like, yeah, damn right. <laughs> Valentine's Day sucks. <laughs> I set that bar real low with my wife. Smart man. (laughs) From the (laughs) get-go. And I have not cleared it. Below bar. I have not cleared it. There have been times where there was one year I uh, forgot to even get a card. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, because that's what my bar is, is a card. I hate Valentine's Day. Okay. I think it's the dumbest holiday, including Columbus Day, that we celebrate. My wife
1: no, go ahead. I'll usually get a card and like some flowers, and then I'll I'll handle making dinner that night. You See, know? we we never
2: go out on Valentine's night. Yeah, we refuse to pay the the sticker price for that s show. Um, even more conveniently enough, we had this conversation last night. Uh, she said that she doesn't want to go out to dinner or anything like that. She's like, well, you're going to have your surgery and you're worried about getting fat. Mm. So let's not do that. Yeah. So, um, why don't we go do something else? And so we're going to go do, uh, you were done one of those little, like, uh, floats, not like float the river, but like the,
0: oh yeah. Deprivation. Yeah. Tank. The sensory de- yeah.
2: floats. Yeah. yeah those you,
0: sound cool. Yeah, I was do, like, thinking root beer. Yeah. yeah no. No. Were. No. I knew but, where you were. But yeah. again, I was a- avoiding. Yeah, for us, avoiding up, fat. Like, Ooh. <laughs> you should <somebody, laughs> have had a ripper float for a-, a long
2: time. Did somebody Ooh. say float? <laughs> Who said float. <laughs> but there's that, and there's like a uh, UV sauna mm. that's supposed to like help your 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 muscles. Okay. But yeah. For, okay, but, the but red light. Uh, yeah, but it's a red light sauna. Yeah. Actually, I hadn't. Yeah. It's, it's different than I guess a regular sauna. But anyways, uh, doing a little bit of wellness together. Mm. That's uh, that's what we're going to go for this year.
0: So I've got a, uh, the only way I know about red light saunas is that uh, I got a buddy who lives down in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, he's become like, uh, he's, I don't know, well, he's the butt guy. Oh, is this
2: is this the cake shaper guy?
0: Yeah, he owns a place called The Cakery. Mm-hmm. And basically all this guy does is he just like. Mold big booties. Mold big booties. Butts, yeah. Like the people, the, the the women that want the Kim Kardashian butts. He's the ass man. He's the ass. He is the ass yeah. man. And uh his license part plates of the, ass man. Yeah, probably not if California is anything like Oregon. But, uh, one, his social media feed is just him filming girls doing squats, which is at, on the surface, creepy. you're like, that's creepy, but it's actually his business. <laughs> so it's really not – um, and he's doing really well, but they have red light saunas. And his his gym, very confusing, is called the Cakery. Mm-hmm. It's called the Cakery because they make buns mm-hmm. and cakes. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> to be but they features. have red light saunas. He, he is the Hard, one that the I deal. was like, hey, red light sauna is part of their package mm-hmm. that they have there. So they do that. And I found out that um, Oregon is the least – romantic because looking at the number of times in the 30 days leading up to Valentine's Day each year people in each state Google Valentine's Day they just don't care here or they just maybe Oregonians are just
1: smarter and don't have to Google Valentine's Day
0: Mm -hmm. well that's a good point Mm. I don't think that that's a study though I don't think that's a study (laughs) hey how many times I have a study people really making money off this Goodness You'd be surprised. Christ. All right. No, we got, a, uh, we got a locked and loaded Super Bowl show today. We've got um, Ryan Horvat, BetQL Network, BetMGM. We're going to go over props. We're going to go over game bets uh, with Horvat at 130. We got Willie Buchanan, NFL veteran, uh, NFL Rookie of the Year, two-time Pro Bowler. He's going to join us at 2 o'clock today. But where we got to start this thing, we are less than 24 hours for Joe Cronin to pull the trigger on a trade. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
3: Selling a little or a lot?
2: It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty.
3: Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law.
0: On 1080, The Fan.
3: 23
0: hours, 40 minutes away from the NBA's trade deadline expiring. Will the Portland Trailblazers make a deal at the deadline? Go to at Danny and Dusty on Twitter. Give us a follow and vote. Um, We got that up right now um yes or no pretty simple question that we have up right there
2: yeah it is and what's surprising is the initial results there's a substantial amount of people who don't think that the blazers gonna make a trade which um i don't know if anybody's listened to us or brandon and i or anybody in the media over the last two weeks
1: nobody thinks portland is standing pat my guess is they think they're conflating it with not making like a trade of great significance I, I, I literally wrote, will they make a trade? I know, I get it. Yeah, baby.
0: it's just a trade, any trade whatsoever. And I think that that may be that the it is pretty quiet. Um, but this is when it things do start to tamp down and you hear Leaks silence.
2: stop going out because it's brass tacks time.
0: It will ramp up this evening, though. Yes. Um, after business hours in the NBA, it's usually like around 4 o'clock Pacific. You start hearing all of these rumblings start coming through of, all right, This is the deal. This is when they need to consummate it by. They're ironing out the details. And then we get a flurry of usually very small moves, but the Portland Trailblazers have been rumored to be, and we talked about this yesterday, earlier this week, last week, the week before that, maybe even the week before that, Jared Vanderbilt.
2: Yeah, if I was calling my shot, I would say
0: Jared Vanderbilt's a Trailblazer after deadline. Okay. And that will, I mean, and again, that's not a... It's not a game-changing move. No, it's not a move that you sit there and you go, "Oh, you go to the trade machine." It's like Blazers pick up three wins. No, it's adding Davis a six-foot-eight,
2: six-foot-nine guy, which is exactly what you want to do. You're bigger.
0: Yeah, you need, and the Jazz want assets. The Blazers need length. They can go ahead, and you can marry those two things together, mm-hmm. and that is Jan- Jared Vanderbilt. Grand scheme of things, not a big move, but it is a a move. Uh, he will that the absolutely will
2: be, be in the rotation. Absolutely unequivocally he's in the rotation.
0: Now, uh, there is a whole lot of other flurry of rumors going around in the NBA right now that don't involve the Portland Trailblazers, but very easily could. We're hearing that um, the Brooklyn Nets now want to keep Kevin Durant and see how they can build around him and keep him happy as long as possible. Or at bare
2: minimum, uh, not trade another star under duress.
0: Because that was a big talking point is, all right, now that Kyrie's gone, KD's probably going to want to be out. They want to blow this up. There's now reports that they're all having conversations about how they can uh, move forward together and have a good working relationship in Brooklyn with, with KD and the Nets. Brian Windhorse, though, has a report that is saying teams don't want to help Brooklyn keep KD happy, so nobody wants to make a deal with Brooklyn anymore.
2: No, and the other part of this is because Kevin Durant may or may not be available come this summer, other teams aren't ponying up what Toronto's asking for for OG and Anobi. So there's this this trickle-down, this cascade effect uh, throughout the trade market, and if you're Toronto... For those that are unaware, a couple cycles ago, they had the opportunity to trade Kyle Lowry away and get Tyrese Maxey from the 76ers. Masai fumbled the bag. They did not get Tyrese Maxey.
0: They did not. For Kyle Lowry. No.
2: Um, Now, they were able still to pull away Precious Chua, who was turning into a very, very good player from the Miami Heat. But that is not the level of of a Tyrese Maxey, who was the kind of the exact guy that they need right now. Okay.
0: Um, any other rumblings that uh, you have heard on that that trade front of the trade deadline? Because it seems like it it seems everybody is kind of bearing down the hatches mm-hmm. and we're, we're in the mode of silence right now.
2: Yeah. Uh, Matt Ishbia, who just took control of the Suns, um, mentioned the other day that, you know, that they've, they've got assets. There's, there's things that they want to do. And he, he was very much a, I, 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 uh, in his comments, which is kind of weird. Instead of talking about, we, yeah. uh, but we'll talk about Matt HP a little bit more as things progress, uh, as things are already getting weird for the Suns. But one of the things he mentioned was, you know, we've got a guy who's not playing for us and basically getting something in return and getting active assets back on the floor. It's only going to make us better. There, and he's talking about Jake Crowder, who has mm-hmm. not played for them this year because he wants to get a contract extension. The Suns paid a bunch of players; he was not one of them. He wasn't thrilled about it, so they're moving on. Yada yada yada. Well, Jake Crowder is a guy size, length, strength, professional that a piece that typically you add to a team who's trying to make one last push, but the bucks I've been told are out on him. And that was where the the, originally thought as a landing spot. If the Suns are going to move him, I would imagine Portland is a team that is looking at at Jay Crowder. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's necessarily a perfect fit, but if the Blazers came out of the deadline with Jay Crowder and Jared Vanderbilt, and your lineup is now Dame Ant Crowder, Grant, Mm, Nurkic, depending on how that goes.
0: Okay, I got. I have a question for you, just because Golden State is in town tonight. Mm-hmm. I've seen multiple reports now coming out that they are warming to the idea of getting rid of James Wiseman mm-hmm. at the deadline and kind of dumping, dumping him. Admitting we may have, we may have fumbled that one, which is
2: in- interesting because they were not willing to do that two weeks ago.
0: What in the world would it take for Portland to get because? Seven footer, your team that needs yeah. length. What would it take to to pry him out of of Golden State? Do you think?
2: I think they would probably welcome a reunion with like a uh, GP
0: two. Yeah. Oh yeah, because he works so well there, and it's been rough rough road for Portland. But yeah, you it, know,
2: it's been obviously the the fact that he's only played what fourteen, fifteen games. Yeah, um, he's been impactful on the floor, that's for sure, but. With a guy like Wiseman, he fits the bill of what Portland would yeah. probably like
0: in theory. But I just don't think Portland's ready to give up, give him up yet. No,
2: I don't think so either. Uh, the flip side of that is like, if you were going to buy on low on a guy, a number two overall pick who's seven foot tall, hyper athletic, very strong, all those things problem is he has brick hands and he doesn't doesn't have a lot of natural feel for the game. That's not good. No, it's no. The, the physical assets are there, but a lot of the other stuff is yeah. just not. So it's an interesting spot.
0: That's it. That is an interesting one. Um, This text comes in on the fan text line 503-250-1080. Um, you know, uh, any what would the Blazers have to add to get Beasley, Malik Beasley, into that trade with Jared Vanderbilt? Has that ship sailed? Is that a conversation being had? do you it, think it
2: sounded like Utah wanted to try to package them both together and they, it, it, it still could happen. Um, but for that tri- exact trade to go down, the Blazers would need to include Josh Hart. And I, if he, if Josh Hart is moved, I don't think Utah is the team. Okay. I, I think one of three teams the two most likely, I, th- I would say are probably Cleveland or New York. And, I just don't see Josh Hart as being a guy that fits in with Utah right away.
0: Uh, and then this one, it goes, uh, and and I, I wanted to make note of this here, is that this Texas Sharp pulling out of the dunk contest. Does that mean he's being traded? And he did, Shaden Sharp out of the dunk contest. Yep. Um, I think that that has way more to do, if you want to read tea leaves, it's not that he's going to be dealt. Read the tea leaves that this is a – This is a 19-year-old young man who didn't play a college basketball season last year and is sitting there going, I still have a third of a season to go. Mm -hmm. 82 games is a long slog. I think what we saw the other night against Milwaukee and him pulling out of the dunk contest is... My legs are starting to go on me a little bit <laughs> because this is the transition from, yeah. really, for him, high school
2: to the NBA. He didn't get those, the college 28-game season. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, no, I I have asked around just because that was something that, that people were wondering right away. I have not heard anything along those lines. I do not believe the Blazers are, are looking to move Shaden Sharp just
0: yet. All right. And so, there you go. Yeah. Don't, don't. Don't put your tinfoil hat on on and getting traded. Not
2: not yet. I mean, we'll, we'll wait until at least the summer when they make more evaluations and bigger deals could be had.
0: Okay, so get your get your foil out. Start laying it flat. Yeah, no, I know. Mean, and if then you, uh, we'll shape it later.
2: Yeah, just make sure you're not uh, you know using it instead of swishers.
0: <laughs> All right. That's a brutal one. For those people <laughs> that know.
2: For anybody who got Yikes. that immediately, just was like, oh,
0: yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> no! All right, uh, here we we go. Uh, All right, 503-250-1080. There's your trade deadline uh, primer. The the big news out of the NBA, though, is uh, last night was the coronation of the king. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
2: Westbrook with it. Give it to LeBron at the right elbow. LeBron. One-on-one against Kenrick Williams, backing him in, Turn, shoots, scores! There he
0: is! Oh, hail the new king in town! Young and old, gather round from one iconic Laker to another! The king, LeBron James, has passed the captain!
2: It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty.
3: Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren L.
0: Attorneys at law on 1080 the fan. John Ireland on the call for Lakers radio network as LeBron James finally did become the king, the scoring king in mm. the NBA. Fadeaway jumper, bang! I'm so glad it wasn't the skyhook. Yeah, he don't w- try to don't try to do it. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm glad. I am glad the way that it went yeah. down too, uh, because he, he. I thought he was going to try the skyhook to tie Kareem. Mm-hmm. And then he would do his own thing. I thought he was going to try to dunk to be to be the oh, champ. get a run out and, and throw it on somebody's head. But what he ended up happening was it was a transition bucket, and he couldn't skyhook the, the mm-hmm. one to tie it. And then the fadeaway jumper it was actually perfect. Yeah, I mean no, that was a great straight way for cash. It to yeah,
2: that, that's something else that was, has been, been huge in his career. Yeah, uh, when he went to Miami, he got super big. You know, went in the lab and became a complete freak. Those, those years in Miami were the mo- some of the most physically dominant years that we ever saw from any player in NBA history. And that post-work, that post-fade became a massive part of his repertoire. So it was it was a bit of an iconic shot for him to knock that in on.
0: It, it, it was just a night where I I thought that he was going to do it on Thursday night against the Bucks. I 100% did. Because Kareem also played for the Bucs and all that. But then you saw the who's who that was there. Ooh, Lord. And then you saw him come out, and it was like, uh-oh. You saw the... The All custom boxers. beats with you know the score that was 38, thirty eight thirty three eighty yeah, yeah on top of it and I was like yeah he's doing this one tonight yeah. You you had everybody in attendance that you that he wanted in attendance for that game and he just wanted to get it done with and get it over with and you could tell immediately like it was uh, he's gonna he's gonna make sure he gets this he like, got hey, a, I, te- I texted you guys in the first quarter Bron's gonna do this yeah
2: tonight. well he got a lot of threes up early which yeah. I was like. Oh, he's trying to force the issue. Yep. Did you like the fact that they stopped the game?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. With a big moment like that, mm-hmm. yeah. And I actually appreciate what they did too. I thought it. Was, I thought the uh, in in arena video tribute that they did. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Um, that the Lakers did it, having Kareem there and kind of literally passing the ball from from him to LeBron, in all Adidas gear. Yeah, that was a purpose pitch by Kareem, of no, course. Yeah, no, the
2: three stripes do what they were doing there.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I did I did like it because we do it in all sports. We, mm-hmm. I mean, we did it with Cal Ripken Jr. Um, when he broke the Ironman record. We did it with uh, Drew Brees in the Yards mm-hmm. record. We did it with Tom Brady several times over. Peyton Manning had it done. Yeah, when you have something as monumental as that, yeah. like these these career benchmarks— Yes, you absolutely, it's it's okay to stop the game. And I thought the Lakers handled it way better than the Saints did. Because you remember when the Saints, they had like a piece of paper that basically had like somebody with their, you know, the big old Crayola said, you're number one passer. Mm-hmm. Like it was the worst graphical design. Yeah, yeah. they just handed him, he's like, oh, cool, this is awesome. Yeah. But when you have something big like that, I think, yeah, yeah, he deserves it.
2: No, and I, I did do. I was 100% on board. You know, you, you and I are roughly the same age, Rust. You know, we're, we're all in that same age group. The whole idea of we've seen every minute of this guy's career. You know, like we, we've yeah. seen him from from high school. And I was talking to, to somebody this this morning, uh, twenty two years old, and he's like, "Man, he's been you know my favorite player." And I'm like, "You you have no idea, like what what he was coming out. You were four years old when he was in high school." And I'm like, the thing that that hit me in that moment last night wasn't just the, the scoring record it was no one has ever been more hyped and exceeded it yeah yeah he he, he did both he he was the most hyped ever ever and everyone's was like no, no no the other guys no uh-uh. no no one has no one in sport has been more hyped than lebron james and he exceeded his own hype and I stood I stood there and I'm like, he's the Lakers. I hate this freaking team. I've always been pro LeBron, but I could not stop smiling. Mm-hmm. I was like a little little happy tear. I was like, This is cool. Yeah, this I- is cool to see and be a part of greatness in the moment.
0: I absolutely hate the Lakers. Yes. But that was awesome to see. Like it it is the I hate the Lakers more than they any lost. Other team. It was great. That was fantastic. <laughs> That was <laughs> Russ fantastic. was a train wreck and the Lakers lost
2: everybody. Who's not a Laker fan last night, got everything they wanted.
0: Yeah, it was, it really was. You did. It encapsulated everything, but we, we think of guys that have been hyped up like this and how rarely do they live up to the hype? I mean, you, Freddie, you in soccer. Mm-hmm. Remember Freddie, Adu? Oh God! even Andrew luck in football. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who in, was in, living to think, up to it, yeah, but,
2: but, but you, ultimately sometimes was, it's out
0: of your control. Yeah. Like there's things that you just cannot control that that's what, it just breaks you Strasburg down. Strasburg
2: and Harper. Well, okay. Bryce Harper yeah. is
0: a great example of this. That Bryce Harper has had an, an incredible career. Mm-hmm. He's he's going to make like a half a billion dollars playing baseball. Yep. But his hype was to be LeBron, to be yes. the greatest that's ever done it. And that bar is so high. And that's not to say Bryce Harper's career isn't fantastic. He's a, he's a he's Hall of isn't. Famer, but he's not the Hall of Famer. LeBron James was called the chosen one at 17 years old. Seventeen, And you have him coming into the NBA and breaking a record. He's played 20 years in the NBA. That record that he broke last night stood for 19 years. 39 years. No, it stood for 19 years before he got into the NBA. And then he played 20 years and he broke it. Like, that is incredible Mm -hmm. to think about. Like, that record lasted for as long as his career has lasted mm-hmm. to this point like records don't fall like that and it took lebron
2: people didn't think this one was going to be broken
0: it was a model of consistency though because it it doesn't come with a lot of you know 50 point games or 60 point games mm-hmm. it doesn't come with like these
1: damian lillard has more 50 point games in his career yes. than lebron james
0: it comes with lebron james like setting a record for most halves in a row with 10, at least 10 points and a mm-hmm. half. Like that's what he does. And he did it over 20 friggin' years. It, it, I am in awe of the guy. You don't have to like his corniness, his cheesiness, um, the way he goes about his business all the time. That dude has lived up to every single thing that people told us he was going to be. Did he have to go from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland to LA to fulfill it? Yeah, he did. But you know what? What is wrong with that? Yeah, What is wrong with – he had this expectation heaped upon him. So what people wanted LeBron James to do is to be miserable in one place and try to grind it out where he wouldn't have been able to do it. And it took him leaving Cleveland to bring a championship back to Cleveland. To Cleveland, yes. Because they don't have that Kyrie Irving pick. And Kyrie Irving is Looney Tunes, but he was instrumental – in, in them winning a championship, mm-hmm. and he left, went to Miami, did his thing, and then came back and still won another championship. I applaud the guy because his goal was to be the greatest that would ever played.
2: He's and in he's, the conversation.
0: He's inching that way, and you can't do it, you know, crossing generations, right? Because you have these gaps where Kareem owned his his time, Wilt mm-hmm. owned his time, Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, and then you had that window where Kobe Bryant has, like, a small window of this. But LeBron James... He has owned a massive portion, a decade of at least being the greatest player to ever live.
2: Yeah, and that's that's the thing is. Listen, again, we're the same age group where we we all saw the three generational guys: Jordan, yeah. Kobe, LeBron. Yeah. For anybody who says, here's the thing, for anybody who says Kobe's up there, I look at them and I roll my eyes. He's not for me. I don't have him in my top five. But if you say LeBron. I I I don't even blink. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't. What he he is going to finish with as the all-time leading scorer, and he's probably going to finish top three in assists. That's insane. Yeah, that's yeah,
0: nobody else. Absolutely is- bonkers. No other players in the top five. No. <laughs> that's no, no, but Nobody else is in the top five of points and assists in NBA history. And he's going to
2: finish one and three
0: that that is the, the, he's, ne-
2: he's never getting he's never getting one in the assist. The Stockton record is one yeah. that will never be broken. Yeah. But
0: and like uh, to this texture it says LeBron James and Tom Brady have all the records cuz no no athletes play for 50 million years. And I also think that that should that's be That's also important to both of those yes. guys because both of those guys it's not like they're playing for 50 million years and not being productive. He is wildly productive. This LeBron James is the first player in NBA history to finish as a top twenty scorer in the NBA, twenty straight seasons. <laughs> yeah, the old record was Kareem seventeen. Like,
2: and I think in those twenty years now, I don't. I think LeBron has the scoring the scoring title once in the NBA. I think he's led yeah. the league in scoring once. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that that's part of kind of the uh, the aura around him is that. That he leads the NBA in scoring only one time, but his assist numbers have always been great too. He has been a he's been everything that you could have asked for. Yeah, looks like it
1: was the two thousand seven two thousand eight season in
2: Cleveland.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, when he threw that team over his shoulders and carried
2: them. Yeah, oh man, like like, I'm glad you know what we're not doing today, huh? Is picking apart stuff because
0: oh, there's plenty of people
2: there are, but the thing about this for me and the thing about last night that was that was important to me and was highlighted by, by one local in Phil Knight, the mm-hmm. only guy seemingly in frame of all of the pictures, not with his cell phone out, was that we all got to enjoy a moment last night without there being, yeah, but, or this or that. Yeah, We do so little of that, the qualifications, as opposed to just appreciating the moment and the greatness of what we're seeing.
0: And that is very, very true. I do have a question about Phil Knight, though. Mm. Um, We'll get to that. Plus, uh, an awesome moment that you heard with LeBron James. Danny and Dusty on the fan.
1: It's a super week edition
2: of
0: Danny and Dusty.
3: Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, attorneys
0: at law. On 1080 The Fan. Kobe fans get really upset uh, anytime you. We're talking LeBron James being the top five in scoring and assists, and he's the only player to do it because it's mm-hmm. the career scoring and assists. <laughs> Some texture goes. Good lord, Kobe's definitely top the five. Get the f out of here. Uh, Kobe Bryant is thirty third on the all time assist list.
2: I think you're talking about when I said top five all time, and for me,
0: I, I don't have him in my top five. You don't have Kobe Bryant in your top five? No. Who is your top five?
2: Uh Jordan LeBron. Then I would go Kareem, uh Duncan Shaq. Uh Tim Duncan. Yeah. Uh Bird. I have done this before. And what I usually about end-
0: Magic Will. And
2: then then I go Magic Will.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh
2: and I think the that five through eight level is all you could move any of them around for me, and I wouldn't really argue. I usually land with Kobe at mm, eleven or twelve.
0: All right, well, you just upset a lot of people that I'm not even going to acknowledge, so go ahead. I, I don't care about Kobe. People, people get, get, people get really mad. It's like, yeah. if
2: you look at his efficientness or lack thereof,
0: um, that's the thing that sets him apart. Um, okay, well, last night, Phil Knight was at the game uh, that, that LeBron James broke the scoring record at, sitting courtside uh, right next to Bronny and Bryson James. Which everybody's like, wait a minute, brawny to Oregon? We gonna we gonna go ahead and sign that one up right now?
2: I, I mean, <laughs> like I said, it, it it definitely sounds like it was down to two places: one of Oregon or USC. One's local, uh, and no, one's... Ohio
0: State's in there too. Oh, I I know. Yeah, but yeah,
2: what did it sound like from the folks that I have talked to? That it is down to those two. So. Okay, it'll it will be very interesting to see how that goes.
0: Um. And so, but Phil Knight being there, everybody, there's the, the pictures all over of everybody with their cameras up, mm-hmm. taking taking their photo of, of LeBron's fadeaway, which I just, that's one thing that I, I never understand is why you have to have your phone at all times. So you have that video. Well, guess what? You can be there and actually watch what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that video is going to be everywhere. Like it's going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. You can either be the person, one of the thousands that have it on your phone in crappy footage. <laughs> or you can be Phil Knight, who is in, taking in the moment.
2: It was such a stark contrast. The man in black, courtside, feet, legs crossed, smile on his face. Yeah. It stood out like a sore thumb, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It
2: really, it, it was such a stark on and, and shout out the, uh, the, oh God, I can't remember the photographer's name, but it's the same photographer that took the picture of Jordan holding the, the championship trophy crying, uh, and Kobe's iconic dunk photo of him rearing all the way back. That's the same photographer he has been doing this for 40 years. Uh, but it's, it's such an iconic photo of LeBron James and Phil Knight is almost center frame and he, it's. It just stands out like a sore thumb, yeah. man.
0: Yeah, the old white guy in the front row. But not
2: just that, but like <laughs> it's it's the look on his yeah. face, the all black, the yeah. it's really cool. the no phone, like there there's something obviously he's older, but there's there's something about there's a throwback in that moment.
0: Here's uh here's my question though. Are we just uniquely um familiar with Phil Knight? Because Candace Buckner, who has Covered the NBA. Actually, she used to cover the Blazers. She was here. Candace is great. She, she has covered the Portland Trail Blazers. <laughs> She's covered the NBA for years. Um, she even had a tweet that said, Shout out to the guy for daring to leave his phone at home. And circled Phil Knight. hmm There were a lot of people who... Who had no idea who that was. Had no clue who no. Phil Knight is. Uh, and I think that we're just... Like, we all here, because Nike has been such a big part... Of our state, our sports scene. Our upbringing. And I think that what we see of Phil Knight is like, oh, yeah, that's Phil. Like, yes, we all know who Phil Knight is. We all became very aware that Phil Knight is not as recognizable outside of Portland yes. than he is anywhere else. Yes,
2: it was kind of funny. Uh, somebody else grabbed that photo immediately and, and said kind of the same same thing, and I quote tweeted it. And he hit me up and was like, is that really Phil Knight? I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. The the two most recognizable and well-known people in this state are Phil Knight mm-hmm. and Damian Lord. Okay. that's Those are the two most well-known, recognizable people in this state right now. But the difference is Damian Lewis.
0: begs to differ.
2: Most people don't know that he's from here though. That's the thing. Um But the the Phil Knight stuff, like you said, it's it's very much like it's 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 we know who it is. Yeah. I found it um not not funny but interesting. Obviously, as soon as LeBron gets the record and you know uh the first commercial break, baby.
0: I thought Nike did a really good job with that. Shut up, obviously, they paid TYT for that. spot. Yeah, shout out
2: White and Kennedy yeah. for putting the Nike uh, spec together again. They always hit home runs, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was great.
0: Yeah.
2: That 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 Nike role was absolutely awesome. Mm. I could have done I could have done without the comeback uh, from the commercial break and uh, throwing Drake up there. It was very corny.
0: It really was. Like, yeah. it was, look, I, it liked, was I, I,
2: I like Drake, and I think he's entertaining, and he's funny.
0: I don't. He forces everything. But
2: that's the thing, is it felt like he forced it, and it forced on the moment, and it wasn't any fun.
1: I think the problem I have with Drake is how are we supposed to take him seriously as being, like, hard when he was on Nickelodeon as a youth?
2: Yeah, no. You, you, you can't be on Degrassi and also be <laughs> hard. You're right. All
0: right. Um, also, uh, well, We do have a yeah, uh, potential. I, I, no, I'm, I've got that right here. Gotcha. That's what I was going to move on from. Um. Here we go. Bleacher Report. The G- Lakers, Jazz, Timberwolves discussing a three-team trade. D'Angelo Russell, Russell Westbrook, and Mike Connolly Jr. would be involved in the trade. The hilarious uh, part about this is... D'Lo would go to L.A. <laughs> Westbrook would go to the Jazz along with first-round picks. Connolly to the Wolves. Um, but there are... Adrian Wojnarowski is saying that um, we could have Malik Beasley... And or Jared uh, Vanderbilt was another name that I saw. He just had it Woj just has Beasley as part of this deal. I have seen um, Jared Vanderbilt by Jake Fisher, who we had on yep. last week. Included in the framework. He is included in the framework it's as well. Some, which it's would, some of the frameworks. Which not, would put the brakes on the Blazers. Yes. Making a deal at the deadline. And this is why
2: you always say anything can happen in the last 24 hours.
0: <clears throat> yeah.
2: Because the the Timberwolves had been shopping D'Angelo Russell, but there did not appear to be any
0: buyers. I love him going back to L.A.
2: Yeah, it's kind of funny. Remember, for those that that are, that are unaware, D'Angelo Russell um, was a snitch in the locker room, and ultimately led to the breakup uh, of an NBA player and his woman at that point in time, um, a, a an adulterous affair. Oh uh, yeah,
0: Nick Young and Niggy Azalea. Yep, caused I a forgot about that little
2: riff there, and they packed D'Lo up and shipped him off. Because, yeah. regardless of what you may or may not think, there are uh, more egregious things in life than ra- or, uh, outing somebody's relationship. Mm. Uh, but in a locker room, nope, that is a you cannot be trusted situation ever again. And so, yeah, and that's why uh, it's a little interesting to see it kind of coming full circle.
0: Huh. Okay. So that would be brutal for any Blazers moves to try and uh, get some length at the deadline mm-hmm. again. It would, but is it the end of the world? No, it's just they wouldn't make an incremental move if if Jared Vanderbilt is part of that deal. Um, That's all that that one says. Okay, uh, one more thing from the LeBron uh, breaking the record. Folks were very upset that Kareem Abdul Jabbar looked awkward and uncomfortable. As if, like, that's not who Kareem Abdul Jabbar is. Not just as that, a he's, person. He's seven foot two and old. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, in his personality, he's not like this outgoing, gregarious person. What I did appreciate from Kareem yesterday, though, was after the game, he did press availability and he said, I put it on me that I didn't have a better relationship with LeBron James. I should have had a better relationship with LeBron James and he said that that's on me for not ha- not making the effort and putting in the effort his quote was bottom line about lebron and me lebron makes me love the game again and he makes me proud to be a, a part of an ever widening group of athletes who are active and care about their communities and he he went on to say that he wishes that uh he he had better relationships with these guys but then he also went on uh, TNT, and he, he basically said the same thing with Shaq. Like, Kareem was on, like, this uh, apology tour saying, I, hey, guys, I should have been better. And I, I like that from Kareem because he's been bristly at times. But to see people like, hey, why does he look so uncomfortable like he's mad LeBron's breaking his record? I never got that feeling. I I just was like, oh, man, there's Kareem again. <laughs> Kareem being Kareem. He's an awkward
2: dude. He, he is, but even more than that, the – there's obviously the, the stories and the, the recollections of Wilt not being super thrilled with Kareem breaking right. his record. Listen, you're talking about guys with, with apex egos. Yep. You don't get to the spot, you know, looking out for the other guy all the time. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you don't. Because that's, that's, that, that's, a, that's a chip of your legacy. Getting yeah. knocked down from one to two, like, you're no longer that guy. Yeah.
0: But I didn't think he even looked upset. I
2: didn't think so either. But at the same time, like, if, for the whole idea of, like, he should be thrilled about this. Why?
0: Yeah, he just looked like he always looked. But I thought
2: he was fantastic and uh, incredible and gracious. And Did you see him in Shaq?
0: I just said yeah. Yeah, the,
2: the, 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 but the, like that graciousness. Yeah, no, no, yeah. that graciousness all the way through was just incredible.
0: Yeah, it was really cool to see. It was really cool to see. Like it's just
2: like I, I stepped away from the TV in in that moment, and everybody kept talking about it all on, on social media, and they finally posted it. I was like, oh man.
0: And it made me feel good. Coming up next hour, we will have, be joined by our BetQL Network insider, the host of BetMGM Tonight, Ryan Horvath. He joins us at 1.30. Top of next hour, Willie Buchanan, 11-year NFL vet, two-time Pro Bowler, NFL's Rookie of the Year uh, in 1972. He'll hop on the line live from Phoenix, but uh, let's dive into the Super Bowl a little bit more. Did the Eagles just get the kiss of death? Danny and Dusty on the fan.